glory. Now, prayer is a wonderful thing, but many times our prayers is saturated with, God, I need help here. God, I need finances here. God, I need you to help me with my job. Help, Lord, heal my child. We have so many requests that we give to the Lord. But one of the greatest prayer requests in the Bible that had the greatest experience of that answered prayer was Moses. And the Bible says in Exodus chapter 33, verse 18, he said, Moses says, I beseech you, I beg of you, Lord, show me your glory. Someone said, well, what does that mean, show me your glory? What, what, what does the glory of God really mean? The glory of God is simply this. It is God revealing himself, manifesting himself of the sum of all who he is. The sum of who he is. That means all of the attributes and the virtue, the wisdom of God, the, the love of God, and, and, the, and the, the justice of God. It's, it's God revealing everything glorious about himself. He says, I beg of you, Lord, show me your glory. And, of course, God said, now, Moses, you know, you're in a sinful body, and if I revealed myself to you, you would die immediately because no man can stand in a sinful body in the presence of a Shekinah glory of God and live. It would kill you. But God said, I'll do this. I will let you see my glory. I will let you see all of me except this. I'm going to hide you behind that rock, and that rock is a type of Jesus. I'm going to hide you in, uh, in the cleft of that rock, and you're going to kind of wedge in there. And he says, I'm going to put a, my hand over you so you can't see my face, and I am going to pass by you. But then, after I pass by, I'm going to let you see the back parts of my glory. And Moses saw something. He's the only human man who actually witnessed and saw the manifested glory of God. And the Bible says, when Moses looked and he saw the full sum of the glory of God, he was smitten. And there are three things and three ways that Moses responded to that glory that just really grabs my heart. Number one, the, the Bible tells us that when, when Moses saw the glory of God, the first thing he did he was moved into passionate worship. In fact, the Bible tells us in Moses 34, 8, when he made haste and he bowed himself to the earth and he worshipped, Moses worshipped. And, and, and this is the first time that the Bible even mentioned anything about Moses worshiping God. Now, Moses constantly was pleading with a God for the people of Israel, begging God, weeping, crying, oh, God, do something for the nation of Israel. That all his Christian life was experienced before God, was begging and pleading. But this is the first time we see Moses breaking out into worship. Now, I've read tons of books on worship, and there's a lot of people who have different connotations of worship, but may I say this? Worship is simply this. It's an act, a spontaneous act of being overwhelmed with something that's so fantastic that you just respond automatically. Moses wasn't trained on how to worship. He wasn't 
taught in a seminar how to worship, when he saw the sum of all that God was, when he saw the glory of God, the Bible says the first thing he did is he broke down and he bowed his knee and he worshiped God. He gave God the worth and the the value of who he was through the expression of his gratitude. Worship. I, I pray that that you would join with me in a prayer as we, as we approach October the 16th, that you would begin to pray a prayer with me like Moses prayed. Lord, show me your glory. Show me your glory. I don't know about you, but I've been in church all my life, and I have been churchiosityed all the way through. I have been to programs, and but let me tell you something. You haven't been to church until you've been in church where the glory of God manifested himself among his people. Where God reveals himself and he shines in the heart of his people, his grace, his mercy, the fullness of who God is. And the second thing that I look in the scripture and the second reason or the second response of Moses is when the glory of God breaks out, we will change our countenance. In fact, the countenance of a man's face is only the expression of what's going on inside of his heart. When people experience the glory of God, everything changes on the exterior of the face. In fact, the the Bible says that after Moses saw God, after he saw the rearward parts of the parts of God, after he saw God in the sum of all who he was, he was radically changed in his countenance. Remember the first time he came down the mountain, he spoke to God. God was hidden in a cloud. He heard the voice, but he didn't see God. He heard from God. And the first time he came down from the mountain, you remember he saw the Israelites and he got angry at them. He was just all frustrated with them and he threw the tablets down. And his countenance, there was no mention of his face radiating. But this time, after Moses beheld and viewed and saw the glory of God, there was something transformational that took place. This glory of God somehow radiated off his expression. In fact, the Bible says in Exodus 34, 35, the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone, and Moses had to put a veil upon his face until he went to speak to God again. Show me a church that has witnessed the glory of God. I'll show you a church that has the countenance of the glory of God. You can spot a face that lives in sin. There's a darkness to it. You can spot a face that, that lives a very selfish life. There's a, there's a bitterness or an unhappiness with that face. But show me a face of a person who desires to see the glory of God, who experiences the glory of God in their life. I'll show you a face that will radiate him and his glory. And then thirdly, the glory of God will change our nature. The first time he came off the mountain, he was... He didn't have a very nice disposition. 
But the second time that he came down off the mountain, after seeing and beholding the grace of God, it was Moses who called the people over. There was a spirit of grace and mercy with Moses. And there was an, a reception of the word of God. And there was a deliverance of the word of God from Moses that made all the difference in the world. The nature. What does the glory of God do for a church? It moves us to passionate worship. God's not happy with perfunctory religion. He's not, listen, he's not into rituals and, and, and things that we do over and over again that doesn't have any meaning to it. He's not interested in, in repetitious prayers. He's already taught us that in the Gospels. He, he's interested in people who respond naturally and emotionally to the greatness of his glory. I've been in church a long time. There have been a few times I've seen the glory of God show up. I remember one time in Montgomery, Alabama, we talked about this as a church, and we're doing similar to what we're doing now, and, and I'll never forget, and the people just said, you know what, we are tired of church, we just want to see God. I just want to see a manifestation of the glory of God. By the way, I ask you a question this morning. Do you want to see the glory of God before you expire from this world and go to heaven? Would you? How many? Would you? There is more to the Christian life than what we experience on a daily, mundane basis. There is more. You can experience, and we can experience the glory of God. At Calvary, where I used to pastor, the congregation said, we want to see the glory of God. We want to be changed. And we begin to pray and pray and we did like we're going to be doing now on this journey of praying and just asking God, show me your glory. Lord, just reveal yourself to us. And we prayed. Now, some people prayed with doubt. Some people prayed with skepticism, not really knowing what to think. And, but they prayed earnestly, God, just, I don't know what I'm going to experience, but show me your glory. And I'll never forget, it was on a Wednesday morning. It was in a chapel place, a chapel service at a school of, of all places. Some kids that, that hear preaching and, and uh, they hear sermons and, and verses every week. And sometimes they can become hardened to it. Of all places, it was in our Christian school at the 8.30 hour, our guy, Ralph Sexton, got up to preach. And as he was beginning to preach, the glory of God showed up. That was the first time I've ever saw the strong manifestation of God's spirit. I'll never forget as long as I live. It was like God just opened the roof of that building and he blew his breath upon his people. And i never seen anything like this in my whole entire life. It was like God just moved. It was like a wave of the Spirit of God that just rolled over the people. And I, I was stunned. Now, this is a chapel in a Christian school. I, I, these kids, half of them were hardened and indifferent. And I looked up and I saw the aisles filled with people. And there was no altar invitation. There wasn't any music. There, it was just basically this man talking and, and sharing the Word of God. And he stopped. He stepped away. He says, now God is here. That's all he said. And I remember I was stunned, and I saw God 
move on the hearts of the people. I heard crying like I've never heard cry before. I saw teachers break down and weep. I saw students getting saved. I saw people who had talked to each other a long time come up and made things right. I saw and sensed the Spirit of God like I've never had before. And I know Ralph knew God was our preacher. He knew God had visited. And he stepped back. He says, God's here. And I want to tell you something. I have never witnessed this in my whole entire life. That chapel started at 8.30 on a Wednesday morning. At 3 o'clock, no one left the building. People were still weeping, praying, seeking the Lord. I've never seen this in my entire life. I sat in that. I was sitting down where Lee Sturgis is sitting in our church. I sat there in total amazement. I looked up and I saw Ralph Sexton, who has been studying revival and the actual manifestation of the presence of God visiting a church. What it's really like. It was awesome. He, there, we had big banners of all the names of God. And I watched, and, and I kid you not, it was like those banners were just actually waving. This man was taking pictures, and he said, Tim, God has come. God is visiting this church. There were people, parents coming to pick up their kids at 3 o'clock. We didn't even have school. They were still in the chapel service, and, and the parents were coming, and they were sitting in the back thinking, what's going on? What's happening? And I could see the parents all puzzled. Where's my child? You know, it's time for me to go. And they were coming and sitting along the back because they knew the aisles, and people were still weeping. I mean, all day. I've never seen, seen anything like it. And the parents were waiting to take their kids, and soon the parents were joining their kids in prayer, and there was a brokenness. That service went on and on until that evening. When church people came for our final Wednesday night service, the people were coming into the church. They didn't know, but they heard the praying and they heard the weeping. And they're like, what is going on? And usually it takes a while to warm a congregation up. Well, they walked into, I mean to tell you, a microwave of Holy Ghost presence. And they walked in, and immediately church people joined in. There wasn't any singing. There wasn't any preaching. The Spirit of God was so strong Changed that church completely. Changed it completely. I'll never forget that as long as I live because I had a chance to taste and see a side of the glory and the presence of God. It changed me as a person, changed me as a preacher. Changed me. It's my prayer. The same God that visited. That church in Montgomery, Alabama is the same God that would love to visit Elkton. But the thing about it is it, it depends on the condition of the hearts of the people. Let me ask you a question. Do you have the same passion as Moses? Do you have that same courage to look in the face of God and say, Lord, I beg you, show me your glory? Because ultimately the Bible teaches us that his glory changes us. God didn't show himself to Moses just to give him a great legacy. He didn't show himself strong to Moses just to tell his kids, well, I, you know, I saw God. God revealed himself to Moses so that he might be changed, and it radically changed Moses. And from that point on, God used Moses as one of the greatest icons not because he was a great speaker, not because he was a brilliant man, all because he prayed this prayer, 
Lord, show me. Reveal to me the sum of who you are. I want to experience the manifestation and the presence and the fullness of God. October the 16th. There cannot be a great day, the manifestation of God, until there's first a great September 25th. I found that out. If you're going to get in the presence of the King of kings and the Lord of lords, you've got to prepare. And I don't know about you, but I want to prepare my heart because on October the 16th, wouldn't it be great to say that God visited and unveiled himself and revealed himself in the greatest way possible to us that would change us from the inside out? How many would love that experience? Raise your hand and say, amen. And it can happen. This morning, I want you to pray this prayer with me. You can just stay seated where you are. And Nicole's going to come after my prayer. And she's going to sing a song that is a very prayerful song about the glory of God. And I just want us to seek him. Dear Lord Jesus, some of us have been in church all of our life. We have heard Sunday school lessons, we have heard sermons, we have prayed, and those are all wonderful, noble, glorious things. But Lord, Moses never truly worshipped until he saw your glory. And Father, I pray, Lord, move us out of that mundane place. Bring a Holy Ghost revival to this place like we've never experienced before. Lord, growth can't happen Just through an organization, it only begins when the Holy Spirit of God moves in into the hearts of the people and invite him into their presence. Lord, would you show us your glory? Would you make yourself known to us in a way? We know the God of the Bible, and Lord, we know the scriptures, and we know the doctrine, but but God, just like Moses says, I know that you are the I am, but Lord, I want to know you personally. And God, you answered his prayer, and you blessed him, and an entire nation after that. God, we at this church... We're just a remnant, a small piece of the body of Christ. But, Lord, we cry out from our seats this morning. Lord, we don't want to see religion. We don't want to see preachers. We don't want to just hear sermons. They're all good. But, God, we want you to reveal yourself. Show us your glory. If you've joined with me in that prayer this morning, would you give the Lord a hearty amen? I see the clouds I step in I want to see your glory 
Moses did Flashes of light Rolls of thunder One 
to look on the face of the one that I love, long to stay in your presence. your glory God display your glory in our lives every day in our lives in all your glory in all your glory God yeah show me your glory God show me your glory oh sing it show me your glory just lift your hands this morning just lift it to him show me your glory we want to see you God sing it out to him show me your glory so thankful, so thankful for all you do for us. Amen. Hey, I've got Tabby here who has a a few announcements for us this morning. Uh, I promise you they'll be brief, but they're always so important for our children's ministry. Hi, I will try to be brief. Um, That was beautiful, Nicole. Um, I wanted to come up here and just say thank you to everyone who came out last week and helped worship um, God with our kids. They had so much fun. We had um, we had a great um, feedback, positive feedback to Pastor Tim and myself, and I w- it was so exciting and encouraging to see all the fun things on Facebook and everyone sharing all the fun. So I truly appreciate everyone's help, whether it be a leader or just coming to support and coming to worship, or the kids did a great job. There was people helping blow up balloons. There were a lot of balloons. So I just wanted to say thank you, and I truly, truly appreciate it. Um, We have so many awesome leaders, and I'm so excited to see how um, how God works through them to really reach out to these kids. Um, And just I wanted to share a quick story with you, just showing you um, one of the ways that um, God uses us, Um, and God uses the, um, the kids and the families and the parents. 
Last week, during our last song, um, God's Great Dance Floor, you may have noticed that not all the kids were into dancing, but there were a couple who were really into it. Um, there was one in particular, um, there was one girl, she was up around in this area and, um, she was just dancing and jumping and getting closer and closer to the edge of the stage. Um, she, this caught me off guard because she did not do this in any of our practices. So I went to go, um, talk to her parents afterwards and they had told me that, um, in between practice and the real deal, that um, they told her that, um, Myra actually, Myra told her that everything you do, do your very best for the glory of God. Um, And she took that and she came up on stage and she danced and jumped and did her very best. Um, After the service, uh, her dad actually went up and asked her about her awesome dance skills. And, um, And she repeated that back to him. So I just thought that that was such a great lesson in spiritual growth and it was just such a good thing to see and something a lesson that we can all use i know i can um so that is from the bible first corinthians ten thirty one. um whether you eat what, what whatever you eat or drink whatever you do do your best for the glory of god she came up here she says i am going to be bold i'm not going to care who sees me i'm just going to do my very best jumping and dancing for the glory of god so i just wanted to share that with you guys this morning but while I'm up here, I know, I know I'm going to be brief, but I do have to fit one more thing in, too. Maybe two. So we have, um, in our kids' block, I have had the awesome opportunity over this past year with, with kids and moms and all these different ministries. I've been able to meet some awesome moms, some awesome leaders, awesome kids, um, very encouraging people I've been around. Um, I have been blessed to work in these ministries, but I need to share with you some of the needs of the ministries because we do have needs. And as our ministries grow, we need the growth in leadership and helpers as well. So in our Sunday mornings, we do need teachers. In our Wednesday evening jump starts, we are looking for leaders. And I wanted to also share with you mops um, because we have a lot of needs there. I wanted to quickly tell you that this was our first, last year was our first year. So we just had our first meeting last week in MOPS. We now have 18 members. We have 34 kids. More than half of those moms are not from our church, or no, almost half of them are not from our church, which means we have a huge opportunity for outreach here. And um, we have, like I said, 34 kids. We have two teachers between four classes. So, um, I really just wanted to share that with you because we are growing and we do have some great opportunities for outreach. But if you feel like God is calling you to work in any of these areas or to work with kids or moms, whatever your talent may be, I am going to be right out there. So please come see me. Um, And my last thing, I promise, October 30th, we, our kids block is going to party like a pumpkin. There we go. So we're going to party like a pumpkin out in the gym. Instead of doing our big trunk retreat this year, we're going to focus on this party during our service for our kids. We are going to have a um, centerpiece contest for anyone who wants to make it, get a team together and create this awesome centerpieces. We'll have prizes. We're going to decorate the gym, and we're going to have a great time with games and fun. Um, so we'll hear more about that. But again, come see me in the lobby. I'd be excited to talk to you about it. Thank you. All right, and I'm going to tell you what, we have a wonderful staff here that's been well-equipped for the edification of the saints. Amen? Amen. 
Uh, we have a great pastoral staff. Let's all stand. It's the last chance this morning with all of us that you'll have a chance to praise the Lord. Even though you can praise him all the way home, that's fine too. But for all of us together, this is it. So help us sing because it's all about his amazing grace. Of sin and darkness Whose love is mighty And so much stronger The King of glory The King above all kings Who shakes the whole earth With holy thunder And leaves us breathless In awe and wonder The King of glory the King above all kings. Help us out. This, this is, is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You lay down your Daughter, the King of glory, the King of glory.